0: There's some others too that we uh, didn't mention. Brother Jerry, he's out there with the kids. He's been here all his life. Ben, you were here all your life too. So that's, uh, that's a blessing to see um, those that are, grew up here and are still in God's house. Well, if you would, take your Bibles and turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. And in light of this being the 185th anniversary for the Noms Baptist Church, By the way, I have not seen it in the records anywhere, exactly when the date would be on the calendar. We know it's 1837 when the church was established, but we kind of just combined them all here in January. And I've entitled this message, The Three Looks of Remembrance. The Three Looks of Remembrance. You know, it's not a bad thing to look back and see what God has done. Not at all. I know we ought not, as Paul said, he's pressing forward uh, toward that mark, of the high calling, wanting to to do what God wants him to do now, today, and on into the future. But it's always good to look back and remember, just as David did, when he remembered how God was with him in slaying that bear and that lion, and how God had provided and met his needs prior, and he knew that giant standing out there is no different. God was going to be with him in this. And so we, too, as we look back and, and just praise God of what he has done, the victories that he has given us. We can look towards 19 or 19, 2022 20, and on into the future and acknowledge the fact that God is still with us. God is not done with us. He wants to use, do a, use us to do great and mighty things. But look with me in 2 Timothy chapter 1, and we'll read 3 through 5 there, verses 3 through 5. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have a remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also." Our Heavenly Father, as we look into your word today, I pray that you would fill me with thy spirit, give me the power to preach the message you've laid in my heart, and to do so with clarity. I also pray that you'd fill the heart of each one here, that they would hear, understand, and they would apply this truth to their life. So your will be done, for it is in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now I've told this story before, but about a group of hunters, their friends, they got together, they're going to go deer hunting. And so they got at their sight, and they broke up in groups of two, and they went out uh, early that morning, and and the day had passed, and late as the sun was just setting, they saw the last guy coming in, but he was by himself, but he was hauling this big old deer on his shoulders, and he was staggering. He finally got there, and they said, hey, where's Harry. Oh, well, Harry, he had some sort of heart attack or something, and I left him about two miles back on the trail. He said, what, you, you left Harry, and you brought the deer? He said, well, yeah, nobody's going to steal Harry. <laughs> and people, we laugh at that, but that's a sad story of what people think of, uh, of uh, a dead deer versus a human life. And, and, you know, by the way, yesterday was the anniversary, wasn't it, of Roe versus Wade? Uh, they had the March for Life there in Washington, D.C. And look where our world has come, how they have devalued life. The other story I think of is the lady who, uh, that group was at the Super Bowl, and uh, they were excited about being there at the Super Bowl. I, as they were about into the first quarter, and uh, he realized there's an empty seat next to him, nobody had come filled it. And so he said to the lady over there across the, from the empty seat, said, boy, that's a shame there's an empty seat there. Uh, I'm surprised on the Super Bowl that there would be an empty seat. And she said, oh, well, that was my husband's, and he died. And she said, oh, my, ma'am, I'm sorry. I didn't mean uh, to bring that up. And she said, oh, no, um, that's okay. And then he said, well, I, I'm surprised that none of your friends or relatives didn't jump at the chance to come to the Super Bowl with you. She said, well, I tried to, but they were, they were just bent on going to the funeral. So... Um, <laughs> They insisted on going to the funeral. Now, that's bad when a man's wife, uh, it usually goes the other way around, doesn't it? Uh, where the man is more interested in the game uh, than the life of his, or the, the funeral of their loved one. But the point I want to get here this morning is people are more important than things. Sometimes we forget that because of the society we're, we are in. It seems like we have put such prominence and importance upon things, upon position, power. But people, do you realize there are only two things in this life that are eternal? You hold one in your hands, it's the word of God. It will be here, or it will be with us forever. And then it's people. Now, people will live forever in heaven or in hell. But my point is, they are eternal beings. So it would do, as a believer, by the way, Christian, God, it's never God's will for us to be a hermit. I know there have been times I thought, boy, it would be nice just to go find a cabin up in Montana somewhere, get off the grid, no cell phones, no computers, just a boat and a fishing pole. I'd be thrilled. But I wouldn't really be. Because God has programmed us, to uh, to honor to glorify him and when we're not fulfilling that we are miserable listen we are we belong to God and we are to invest in the lives of people you and I have a mission think about those guys that you work with some of them you wouldn't want to even bring home with you because of the way they talk uh, think about some of those ladies I, I mean I'm just saying this, the people you go to school with uh, People that are without Christ, and they need someone to tell them the truth. And so I think this uh, is, it, here is what Paul is trying to instill within Timothy, this import, the importance, the value of people. And let us get that order straight. So many times people in our society use people and value things. But we are to use things and value people. Those cars, and I don't know, I, that's one thing, I love cars, but I don't always see who's driving a car, who's got a new car, I, I like to see those kind of things, because I'm, you know, by the time I get out, most are gone, but um, those cars, as nice as they may be, are not going to be that nice very long, well, you get 180-some thousand miles on it, and some wear and tear on them, and, and uh, you're already looking for, to buy a new car, um, but my, again, my point is, those are things that we use. They have their value, but never as valuable as a life, a human being. And so people are eternal beings, and we should value them definitely more than material things. Uh, the problem is, in our society, in our world, we have things all mixed up. Why? Perhaps we can uh, think of it this way. Um, I heard the uh, story about a, a prankster, prankster who got into a, uh, a, a large, expensive department store, and he switched off price tags. So you put the very expensive price tags, the $1,000 items, on very cheap items, and the very cheap prices on the very expensive things. And so I don't know if anybody got away with some very nice items for cheap prices, but that's happened before. But this is exactly what the devil has done to confuse people here on this earth. Uh, And by the way, he's been pretty successful in doing this. He has switched the price tags um, on us. And so we get confused of what really is of great value. Our um, whatever you want to name, our jobs, our, our homes, our the things of this world... They are important, but they're not the main thing. And uh, so let's, let's get the value that God placed on things in that order. Let's place it in that order. A lot of people will spend 30000 to $40,000 on a car. It's really not that much anymore. And a brand-new car, why do they buy that car? To help them get where they're going and to do so in style. Nothing wrong with that if you can afford to do that. But they won't spend a, just a few hundred dollars on Maybe some good literature, some books that'll help them know how to get to heaven. Or some might spend several thousands uh, to straighten their children's teeth, and uh, yet they won't spend $100 to send their child to a camp where they can get their life straightened out. Or we uh, give our child $10 and send them off to the mall or Walmart. We give them a dollar to go to Sunday school. Um, And so, listen, folks, the devil has done a good job of fooling us into thinking that the things of the world are more important than our relationship with people and our relationship with God. And so I want to remind you that people are what really count in life. People are more important than whatever material things uh, you you can name. And they are more important than our own personal fun and our own pleasure. Let's remember that. Here in 2 Timothy 1, 3 through 5 that I just read earlier, we see that Paul, he remembered his friend Timothy. Do you remember individuals in your life that God uh, used to impact you? Well, Paul remembers this young man, and he remembered him enough to pray for him. He remembered the pain in Timothy's life. He remembered that he was a man of faith. He remembered these things now this anniversary sunday should be about remembering and we uh, earlier we did name some of you who have been here lengths of time not all and we can um, uh, but i believe we can do our best with these three looks that i mentioned earlier look back look out and look up number one look back and remember let's do that uh, the anniversary sunday is a good time to do that And to remember uh, what God has done. Uh, Paul said, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Uh, We ought to remember one another. We ought to remember those that are ill now. And we do that. And those that are in nursing homes. Those that are uh, in assisted living. Those that are uh, having difficulty. And uh, people have contributed to our lives. and, And we need to remember that. It may have been a school teacher may have been just a good friend. Uh, it, it might have been a, a, a boss that you had on a job. It might have been a Sunday school teacher or a deacon in the church. or It could have been anyone, but I'm saying there was someone that impacted your life. And right now, the Lord's laid that, that face on your mind, that name on your mind. Someone that took the time to care for you and that uh, maybe someone that led you to Christ. Maybe someone that... Uh, like bro- Brother Charles mentioned that uh, Rudy and Flo Ann have got them coming to church here many, many years ago. And how I think you said the Millers were involved in, in bringing Rudy and Flo Ann to church. And, and it wasn't me, by the way. I wasn't here then. But, uh, but that's, a, that's, that's what it's all about. What about all those people that we have had, that have impacted our life? We can thank God for them. But who are we impacting right now? Christ who are we trying to make a difference in their life for I meet people all the time that's honestly in a mess they're in a mess they're either on uh, drugs or the alcohol or uh, they're just lost and and have no bearing in life Uh, and and we need to reach out to people like that to point them in the right direction and maybe they are. Maybe they're very wealthy. They have seem to have everything in order, but if they're lost, they're still going to the hell that anybody else is going to. So they need Jesus Christ. Let's not forget that. How can we not remember those who have uh, like our own loved ones, grandparents, and and um, some have lost uh, their own children already, and and uh, their spouses or or whatnot, or those. Uh, individuals that have made an impact on us it would be a terrible thing not to remember I think it'd be a sin not to remember them and uh, someone once said say goodbye to me but not to the thought of me and we may have said goodbye to our loved ones maybe some of us say boy it's been too often I've done that Uh, loved ones and friends but we certainly don't want to say goodbye to the thoughts of them and we can remember what they have done the the investment that they made in our lives and they're uh, still clipping coupons in heaven because of it now this anniversary sunday is a good time for us to remember uh, the people that god placed in our life uh, some which are no longer with us but let's remember the good times the uh, good things about their lives the good faith that they displayed before us that was such an inspiration Such an encouragement to us. And uh, though we did not know the people that established this church in 1837, uh, none of us, I can safely say, were here then, 185 years ago. But we have the same God, we have the same interest, the same desire, or so we should, not just to physically build a building, but to build the work, the ministry that God has called us to. To reach people with the gospel. But you think about those people 185 years ago. How they sacrificed. It doesn't look like a lot of money when you look way back then. We don't even, our records don't go back that far. But even in the mid-1800s, uh, it doesn't look like a whole lot of money. But to them it was. And they sacrificed and, uh, their time, their, effort, their, their money. And, and uh, they built this spiritual lighthouse here on the hill. Can you imagine, over 185 years, what all the the stories that could be told, the souls that have been saved, the lives that have been changed, right here in this little country church on the hill. I know not the same exact building all of those years, but still right here in this one spot, this location. It has truly been a spiritual lighthouse. And it goes without saying that we cannot celebrate our anniversary of the church without mentioning the name Lloyd Rodman uh, Wilma's dad what a blessing he was to this ministry here and and the years that he gave serving God preaching the gospel the lives that were brought to Christ because of his ministry and some that are still in church today and I thank the Lord for those who have have been here we've had many of you raise your hand many who've been here over 10 years some uh, uh, many more than that and thank God for that I'm thankful for the faithfulness, but I, I and I, I know some of you young people. You say you've been here all your life. May that be able maybe be able to say that 50 years from now, that you've been here all your life. May you be faithful to God if you're still in this area. The the main part is you're you have a heart for God. You want to do God's will. You want to serve God, and may that be the testimony for all of us till the day we die or until the Lord returns. But I, I'd also like to just, again, I did this last year, but I want to remember some of those faithful laymen and laywomen of the church through the years that I, at least I have names of. And I, maybe some of you can help me with others. But of course, Elaine uh, Rodman, and then Lloyd's first wife, Lloyd and Inez Rodman, Warren and Fern Trainer, And, you know, I, I want to pause and say something to each one, but I'm going to not do that this morning. James and Mary Ann Traynor, Don and D. Murphy, Ralph and Alberta Sherrard, uh, uh, George and Lily Murphy, Clyde and Minnie Munson, Walter Myers, Ellsworth Platt, Ion, Is it Ion Parsley? And um, Virginia Miller or Durland, Fritz and Rita Hedrick, Glenn and Eula McClung, Junior and Agnes Fadauer, Jim and Marjorie McCary, I just added them, Thinking, that, you know, think about this property out here, uh, the lower parking lot, this property up back behind us, and then all the way to the road. Uh, Brother Jim McCary gave that property to the church, and we thank the Lord for it. Uh, and then uh, Rufus and Evelyn Dowell, uh, Fred and Nancy Killam, Bob Keller, Charles and Lois Shuff, Harold Evans, Edith Reed, Vernon and Virginia Curtis, um, Marie uh, Burke. Oh, Carla Sanders, uh, Herbal Wallace, Lenny Woodward, Don Clance, and Delbert Trimble, Don Horn, Dick and Bob Warren. Those, I'm sure there are other names, and I'd like to have them, because we want to just at least mention them. Those men and women did uh, give their life in the, this ministry and, and helped in keeping it going all those years. I'd also like to just mention a few of the evangelists over the years. Uh, Fred Gordon, George Reeser. I think he held about 17 revivals here, something like that. Leroy Lawler, and Hugh Pyle, Les Gulman, And that was the legless preacher. I did see a picture of him. And then Kenneth Blankenship, Harold Boyd, Harold Harsh, Ken Graham, Bobby Brown, Jerry McDonald, uh, Harold Leek, Jerry... Bernard, Gary Hodges, Howard Kelly, Jacob Gardenhouse. And he was the, uh, say, born-again Jew. And then uh, Reed Harper, Larry Reeser, Jack Thompson, John uh, Gamble, and Orman Norwood, uh, Jerry Bernard, Jim Lyons, Alan Harris, Lou Hunter, uh, Alan uh, Harris, uh, Gary Fox. Of course, Gary's not dead. He's with us. And Ted Alexander, they're still with us. But this is a few of the evangelists that have had an impact on our ministry here and as we look back and remember we were, are reminded how the lord provided you know i am sure in fact i've heard some of you say this and some that aren't here that there were times in the past where you were wondering oh my what are we going to do if you know all these individuals pass off the scene where's the church going to be and i know some of you are concerned now well where's the church going to be 20 years from now 30 years from now when we are passed off the scene no i hope we stay a little longer than that but but uh what what is the church going to do well god has always provided for 185 years there were some periods of time where they had to close the doors uh, because they just didn't have the people or the finances or whatever it may have been and yeah you can look through some of those records but the church continues I was talking to someone last night, and they mentioned two churches that have closed the doors. And, and it happens all over. At once they were Bible-believing, Bible-preaching churches no longer there. There are some not too far from here since I've been here that have closed the doors. And, and so it's a, but we can look back and see that God has provided and God will provide for the, for the future because this is the truth this is god's ministry it's not mine it's not yours this is god's if this is god's ministry and if we serve a living god this ministry is going to continue on until the lord says come on home it's done well listen we we uh we we thank the lord for his provisions looking back reminds us also of our purpose why was it they built a church here 185 years ago Why was it they sacrificed and served and labored in this place? To reach people with the gospel. That was it. Oh, and and also to train the believers in the word of God, but to train them to also go and to reach people, the Great Commission. So to fulfill the Great Commission, that's it. That's still our mission. That's why we're here. Let me ask you, what have you done? To fulfill the Great Commission. I'm not going to ask you to, you don't have to give an answer to me. You don't have to say anything at all. But I want you to think about it. What have you personally done within the past few years to fulfill the Great Commission? And then number two, I want you to look out and love. He says in verse four, you're recalling his tears, Timothy's tears. Um, you know, Paul loved Timothy and he uh, recalled the pain that he went through but you know we need to look out around us we don't we don't need to get so heavily minded that we're no earthly good we, we don't need to be so focused on heaven that we don't see the needs around us because that's why we're here as i just said earlier purpose and that's to reach our neighbor students to reach those people around us and so we must look out to those around us and show love to them look out and love the living um we need to love the people around us while we still we still can you know i, I again i've been to many 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 funerals and i i've had many people say oh i i wish i could tell them today how much i love them or i could Wished wish I could do something now to show my appreciation for them or or whatnot. But, you know, and and I I would say, yes, it's good to honor those that have passed on. Nothing wrong with taking flowers to the grave. But wouldn't it be better to give flowers to the living? I'll guarantee you they're going to appreciate it a lot more than they will when they're passed on. And wouldn't it be better if we told those around us that are alive what we think of them, that we love them, that we care for them? Maybe even those people that we may not know that well, but we, in our sphere of, uh, of contact, at least let them know that we care for them. That's why we want to share Jesus Christ with them. So, look out and love. Listen to Colossians 3, verse 12 through 14. Colossians 3, here Paul is writing again. He says, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, This is what we are to put on, vows of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, patience, forbearing one another, that is, putting up with one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, love which is the bond, the bond of perfect, perfectness. So the, um, as Christ forgave you, that's how we're to forgive others. Are you holding a grudge this morning? Or are you mad at someone for something they did? And maybe you're thinking, well, yeah, if you only knew what they did, you would have the same feeling. That's a possibility, but I will say this. It's a sin to hold a grudge. It's a sin not to forgive. And it only hurts us when we don't forgive and so let's not do what we think others might do let's do what the lord wants us to do look out and love paul is saying that instead of fighting with one another we need to get to the place where where we're willing to forgive one another one another you know of of all people in god's house we ought to love one another we ought to love one another and we must demonstrate that love any way we can and someone said again about uh, you know those flowers uh it's better and I, I believe giving flowers to the living rather than just the dead uh, now it may not be flowers but wh- what I'm, my point is you're showing in some way uh that your your love uh, for that individual uh we are love people demonstrate that love while they are with us don't wait until it's too too late to do that here on this earth there's nothing wrong with giving flowers to someone who's passed away but, oh, uh, you know, it's an act of love, no doubt about it, but it truly is best when people are alive that we show, that we demonstrate our love for them. Now, um, we all have um, family, friends, neighbors, coworkers, who need somebody to show them some love, some concern. I don't think there's a better way to show love and concern than to, Show them the way to Christ. All right, then the last point here, look up and honor. In verse 5, Paul said, I have been reminded of your sincere faith. Paul, your faith, I mean, Paul was talking to Timothy. He said, Timothy, your faith is real. Nothing fake about it at all. It was sincere. And so as uh, Paul remembers Timothy, he remembers there was a young man who was always looking up, looking up. And may that be our testimony as well look up to the lord and honor him now as we celebrate 185 years here at knobs baptist church we cannot but look up we cannot but look up and honor god and thank him for what he has done and give him all the glory if anybody should be remembered god should be remembered let's remember what he has done if you're saved here this morning Praise God, never forget that. Never forget the day that you were pulled out of that miry clay, that you were set on that solid rock that you were given eternal. Never forget it. If anybody should be remembered, it should be Christ. It should be our great God. Listen to Matthew 22, verse 36 and 7. Master, which is the greater commandment? I know this verse has popped up here a couple times here recently, but I think it's important. Which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Again, I asked the question this morning, and you answer it in your own heart and mind. Do you love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your To love the Lord, uh, you know, with our whole being That's the greatest thing that you and I can do in life. And after all, the Lord gives us life. He gives us breath. He gives us everything. And so surely we should remember him and show him love. We should be thankful for the good things that he has done. Um, It kind of reminds me of the the story that uh, this mother, this lady was sharing the story about her mother, how she got on this diet diet really it was eating healthy and so she concocted this food that was may have been healthy but it wasn't too good to look at nor even it did not look too appetizing you know it had lentils and barley and all this in it it was a kind of a gray soup she sets this before all the kids and they're all looking at one another and Says, boy who would be the first to tell her we don't want this and uh so they were just just trying to figure out how they were going to eat this and and so they had the little four-year-old pray. And the little four-year-old says, Dear Lord, after she thanked the Lord for the food, she said, Dear Lord, please take us to a restaurant. And uh, amen. Uh, but listen, it doesn't matter what the food is. You know, it seems like sometimes kids, and maybe it's because I'm getting older, it seems like there's more and more the youth are, just don't appreciate things. And they don't, they're not thankful. They're not grateful. And sometimes they are quite demanding. Uh, and, you know, one thing that if, if I, ha- I have a, a, a child that just throws a fit, um, that, that doesn't go anywhere with me. They're definitely not going to get what they want. Uh, how, you know, you've, you've been there. You've been in a store where a child throws a fit. They're hitting their parents. They're screaming and crying because they want this or that on the, on the shelf. And, and the stores, they know what they're doing. They put all that stuff right as you're checking out. And usually it's down low, so all the kids can see it, and uh, they're demanding; they want it. Well, and and you know, uh, you're just wanting. You know what that little child needs. You wish they could get it, but uh, nowadays you can't do that. But um, but look, look, we uh, we ought to be thankful, Christian. Thankful. You know, every good gift, every perfect gift, comes from above. God is the the giver, and just learn to give thanks. Learn, you know, do you thank the the cashier in the grocery store? Do you thank the 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 waitress or the waiter at the uh, 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 restaurant? Do you thank people that do something for you? I know, or I don't know you all are of that kind of fear. But we ought to be known as a people that are thankful. That's what, what a Christian, the characteristic of a Christian is. God gives us all kinds of good things, whether it's, maybe sometimes it may not taste good may not may not be that excellent a, a lavish meal or whatever but it's a simple things like a roof over our head clothes on our back it's food that we have now here's another way to look at god's goodness to us we need to be thankful to god for every blessing that he gives us whether they be large or small significant or even what we might consider insignificant and of course our greatest blessing For every individual here this morning that's saved, that's our greatest blessing. The day that we were born again. Oh, praise God. Uh, What an exciting day that was. What a change took place in our lives. What a a weight was lifted from our shoulders. Let's never forget it. Our greatest blessing. Without Christ, there is no way that anyone's getting to heaven. And so... um, it it bothers me when i see all these religious leaders just so consumed with just unity and getting along with one another now there is unity in god's word this is what brings unity but men and women deny that jesus christ is the son of god deny that he was born of a virgin they deny his resurrection they deny the basic doctrines of the word of god i'm sorry but I don't have, I'm not going to agree with that. There is no room for negotiation there. There is a right way and a wrong way. And if they say there's another way to heaven other than Jesus Christ, they are wrong because the Bible clearly said, Jesus said, I am the way. And so thank God for uh, that, that truth. God has made a way. Listen to 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, unto unfeigned love, real love, not fake, of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart, fervently being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. How thankful we need to be for the word of God, that we can come to know Christ and be born again. And, and I'm saying that on this anniversary Sunday, in fact, It ought to be every day of our lives. Uh, For that matter, we should remember the Lord and give thanks for everything he has done. Count your blessings. This would be a good day to do so, to count our blessings. And and, uh, so let's look up today. Let's honor the Lord. The greatest way you and I can honor the Lord is to be obedient to his word. Obey what he wants us to do. Do what you're supposed to do. Give him thanks always. Look up to him. Um, one time a fellow goes to a psychiatrist, and he said, doctor, he said, I can't remember a, a, a thing from one minute to the next. And the doctor, he asked, he says, since how long has that been going on? And the man says, since when has what been going on? And, uh, but most of us have memory lapses, maybe not quite that bad, but we've all been embarrassed by our own forgetfulness. I think most of us could probably say that safely. But the worst forget, forgetfulness is to forget people, to forget what they've done for us. And worse, above that, is to forget God. Oh, we are living in a time when many have forgotten God. And we need to be one the individuals around those to let them know that there is still a God on the throne a God that is living, a God that they will answer to. May we be uh, uh, proclaiming that truth. But people are precious. They they count in life. Material things and pleasures, they don't count in the end. We can't take anything with us. It always uh, kind of makes me chuckle to see some, and then at the same time, it's sad to see some people that want to put all these things together be buried in a brand-new car, for instance. That's happened. And wasting a nice car. I said, man, put them in an old rust bucket if they want to be buried in a car. But, but that car is not going anywhere but to the ground. They can't, no one can take anything with them. So we start life with people and God, and that's the way we're going to end, with people and with God. So let's not forget them in between. Look back, look out, and look up. Let's pray. Father, We're so thankful that we can look up to you, knowing that you're always there, always there to guide and direct us. You've always provided for us. You've always been there. God, help us to to be true to your word and to look out around us and see the people that need the love of God in their life. And the way that they're going to see that is through us loving them, loving them enough to share the gospel with them, loving them enough to tell the truth to them. Lord, I pray that you would help us also as just to never forget those that have done such great things in our lives that you use to make an impact in our life, and may we honor them by doing the same in someone else's life. So your will be done. If there's some that need to come forward here today and just dedicate their life to your service, may they do so, maybe to reach their their, uh, fellow student or their fellow worker or their... The uh, uh, neighbor or friend or whoever it may be, and maybe a loved one. May, may we commit to doing that. And may, God, may we have names and individuals in our heart and mind that we're praying for daily and that we're striving to reach with the gospel. So your will be done now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's